Welcome in to Locked On Phillies. In today's episode, the Philadelphia Phillies sweep out the Tampa Bay Rays. The road winning streaks up to 12. An absolutely incredible run for this team. They're playing such good baseball right now, and they're taking that into a series with Miami, trying to gain significant ground in the end of wild card race. We'll talk about all of that on today's episode of Locked On Phillies. You are Locked On Phillies. Your daily Philadelphia Phillies podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, this is Locked On Phillies. I'm Connor Thomas, your host. You've been hearing me talk Phillies baseball for years around the Philadelphia sports talk market. Credentialed Philadelphia Phillies media member, former collegiate and semi-pro baseball player. Happy to be here with you in my second year as host of Locked On Phillies. Thank you so much for checking us out. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I really appreciate you liking, subscribing, all that good stuff. Subscribe to the YouTube. That all really, really helps me out. Uh, So I appreciate anyone who's done that already. And if you haven't, what are you waiting for? It's a great time to jump on the bandwagon of the Philadelphia Phillies and of Locked On Phillies, uh, your number one podcast for Philadelphia Phillies information every day. Today's episode is brought to you by Sleeper. Swing for the fences on Sleeper Picks, and you could win up to 100 times your money. Download the Sleeper app and use promo code LOCKEDON, and you'll get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. Currently operational in over 30 states. Check out Sleeper today. I'll tell you more about Sleeper, one of our newest sponsors, a little later on in the program. But now I want to tell you about, that's right, the Philadelphia Phillies and a team that is red hot taking baseball by storm right now with their 12-game winning streak, the second longest in franchise history. They win tonight. They have tied the longest road winning streak a Phillies team has ever had tonight. They'll take on the Miami Marlins. We'll talk more about that series later. That game's at 6.40 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You can listen to every pitch of the Phillies Marlins as the Phillies go for their 13th straight road win on the SiriusXM app. Just go to the SXM app and search Phillies, and you'll be able to hear the Phillies' entire hometown radio broadcast of that game. But let's talk about, before we get into the next series, let's jump into what happened last night against the Tampa Bay Rays. A very easy game to recap because there was not a lot of offense in this one. And the Phillies had to go 11 to win this one. And to go extra innings on the road and win a baseball game in today's MLB is near impossible when you're playing a good team because of the ghost runner on second. It gives such an advantage to the home team because if you get out of a clean top of the 10th, well, you've got the winning run on second already with no outs. And you can advance them and then hit them in. Or you could do what the Rays did and not advance them and put yourself in a position to not close the game out and you end up losing. We'll get to that. But uh, let's talk through how we got to extra innings first. So the pitching matchup in this one was an interesting one. You had uh, Christopher Sanchez going for the Philadelphia Phillies. You got a little spot start working for your Phillies. And then uh, for the Tampa Bay Rays, they were, of course, throwing Sean Armstrong, who we were talking about, as a very good uh, spot starter for them. Now, of course, he's another one of those openers. So you had an opener in both facets. Christopher Sanchez did not uh, really occupy the opener role, though. He ended up going six innings of four hit ball against the Tampa Bay Rays. One run, one earned. No walks, two strikeouts, 
one home run allowed. Uh, he was perfect. Well, not perfect, but he was clean through the first four innings. Neither team scored for the first four innings. And then the Phillies went ahead and they scored the top of the fifth. And then the Rays scored in the bottom of the fifth. And that was the only scoring until the 11th inning. Now, the way that those scores happened, we'll just get into that. Derek Hall hit a home run, which lefty-lefty home run. That was awesome to see. Anyone who thinks he can't hit lefties, well, maybe we need a little bit more sample size than the guy's given us. He's been hurt. He was in a sparingly used role last year with Reese Hoskins healthy. And maybe he's going to turn into quite the power hitter. Who knows? But it was nice yesterday to see him leave the yard. So he hits a home run. And then Paredes hits a home run in the bottom of the fifth for the Rays to tie it up. And just like that, it's 1-1. Uh, and nothing happens. And nothing happens. And great pitching and great defense. And all that continues. And no offense to be found. And the next thing you know, we're heading to extra innings. I got to give props to the Philadelphia Phillies bullpen. They have not given up an earned run in what feels like forever. Last night was no different. Junior Marte comes in, gives a scoreless inning of effort. Jose Alvarado, a scoreless inning. Craig Kimbrell, a scoreless inning in the ninth. And then Matt Strom goes two innings, the 10th and the 11th, both with runners on second at the start of the inning. And he doesn't give up a single earned run or a single run at all because neither of those runs would be earned. The ghost runners on second, but um, he didn't give those up. He was outstanding. They all were, though. I mean, the bullpen has been locked down. Sanchez got him through six innings, and that was beautiful. And the Phillies just continued to play defense and plug away and get opportunities. Well, they didn't have a lot of opportunities to score because they weren't putting many people on base. They only had six hits in the contest over 11 innings. So it was not the easiest day to come by runs, but bottom line is they got it done. Uh, Kyle Schwarber hit an RBI single to right field in the top of the 11th to make it 2-1. to one. You felt like, okay, we could use a little bit more than just that one run because Tampa Bay is probably going to score down there in the bottom. They didn't, but it felt like you could have used one more. And Trey Turner came through huge with an RBI single to right scoring Garrett Stubbs, who got smoked by a pitch earlier in the 11th inning. Uh, looking at that, Kyle Schwarber and Trey Turner are two of the more maligned Phillies so far this year. Schwarber for his average and why is he batting leadoff and he needs to hit more home runs if he's going to hit like 150, which I don't know exactly what he's saying right now. It isn't good, but he's been criticized significantly. And Trey Turner, of course, for hugely underperforming what we thought he was going to be as a hitter. Well, those two guys come through big for you to close out the series down in Tampa. You win three to one after Matt Strom closes the door in the bottom of the 11th. And it was a wonderful win. That felt like a playoff type of win, not because of the environment, because down at Tropicana Field, it rarely feels like a playoff environment, even in the playoffs, but because of the quality of opponent you were facing, the tightness of the game, the quality of the game that was being played. I mean, it was really good defense and pitching by both sides, just absolute workhorses on the mound. Uh, either way, even though the Rays were using a bunch of different pitchers and Sanchez ended up going six innings, it was still just two great uh, evidences of pitching performances by staff. So that made it feel like a very needed win. And honestly, it was a lot on the line for the Phillies because they had the opportunity to become the first team to go into Tropicana Field and sweep the Tampa Bay Rays this year. They had not been swept. And, well, now they can't say that anymore because the Philadelphia Phillies have done it. They sweep the Rays. The road winning streaks up to 12. I mean, that was enough that the main MLB account is now tweeting about the streak. That's how you know that you got something going, that you stand out apart from baseball. It's not, there's a lot of teams on a good five game stretch right now or a good seven game stretch, but 12 straight road wins is really, really hard to do. And I think about a scene from Moneyball, great movie that I've mentioned many times in the reference uh, during this podcast where 
they're talking about the Oakland Athletic streak that's highlighted in that Moneyball uh, movie. And their long streak, the longest in American League history and all this stuff. And uh, they're talking about there is an element of randomness to it. This great team didn't do it. And this great team didn't do it. The other teams that did it were like, okay, and they didn't even make the playoffs or this, that, and the other thing. And uh, there is an element of randomness to it. But the Phillies, not only have they been lucky recently, they've been darn good. And they were darn good again last night. And now you're in a situation where when you look at the standings, uh, also, we're going to talk more uh, as we close up the episode. So in a little bit, we're going to talk more about Christopher Sanchez and his positioning as fifth starter because he's made some darn good starts for this team uh, recently. But now when you look at the standings for the Philadelphia Phillies and you look at the National League wildcard race, they're two and a half back on the Miami Marlins. They play three games down in Miami. They could catch the Marlins by the all-star break and be in the second or maybe even the first wildcard spot by the time they leave for the Midsummer Classic. How amazing would that be considering the start for your Philadelphia Phillies? So, yeah, a lot on the line. This series, I'm going to talk to you a little bit coming up, though, why you shouldn't put too much stock into it. Even though it's a big opportunity, that doesn't make it a big problem if they don't do what you expect them to do down in Miami. We'll discuss all of that coming up and take a true, uh, I don't want to say I'm biased, because bias to the way I think you should look at it, but a realistic look at this upcoming series with the Marlins coming up next as we continue Locked On Phillies. All right, so there's ways to go ahead and throw money out and try and make money betting on sports and do all this stuff. And we're all just amateurs, right? We're all plugging in maybe our favorite player or a guy that we think has been hot recently, or maybe you're just betting the Phillies win streak. I, I don't know. It's amateur stuff. Like uh, tonight I could be saying Bryce Harper, he hasn't hit a home run in what feels like 400 games. Maybe I'll take him to hit a home run tonight. Well, if you want to win a hundred times your money on daily fantasy baseball, you've got to check out sleeper. They're now offering up to a 100 times payout for up to eight pick contests. So what you do is you choose as many as eight players that you like and pick more or less on your favorite baseball stats like home runs, strikeouts, hits, and more. So, I don't know, go ahead and pick the entire uh, Miami Marlins lineup and say, okay, they've got a tough matchup with the Phillies, whose starting pitching has been really good. Let's pick the under on hits for everybody besides Luis Arise, who doesn't get out. And you go ahead and put that all together, and you get your picks right, and you could win big, okay? The Sleeper app is awesome, super easy to use. It's convenient. It shows you exactly, exactly how you go through and you select the over-unders for everybody, and you run through that for all the eight players that you want to use. Uh, you could go ahead and win great money. I mean, if you were to bet, like, the over on Luis Arise hits on just, I don't know, a random sports book of choice, sure, you bet a dollar, you might get, like, 90 cents back or whatever like that. You might get a dollar fifteen back. No, Sleeper, you have a chance for a huge win because basically what you're doing is it's an eight-leg parlay built in, but you're just doing over-unders. It's easy to hit. You just you don't have to put too much thought into it. It's just more hits than this, less hits than this. More home runs than this, less home runs than this. More strikeouts than this, less strikeouts. Than this. It's really it's so simple, and there's so much money to be won. That's the best way you can go about maximizing your way to win money betting on baseball. Plus, you can use promo code Locked On, and you get up to $100 match on your first deposit. Uh, entries can be made in 30 seconds or less. Safe and fast withdrawals of your money. 
Go ahead. What are you waiting for? Go check out Sleeper. Use promo code Locked On, and you'll get up to a $100 match, like I said, on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms are used for details. Currently operational in over 30 states. Check out Sleeper today. All right, let's get into this series upcoming. Phillies, Marlins, NL East showdown. The second and third teams in division in the NL East currently trying, trying to chase down the Atlanta Braves, which they're not even – the Phillies and Marlins aren't even in the rear view for Atlanta, who just keeps winning. But uh, bottom line, the Phillies take on the Marlins tonight, 6.40 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You can listen to every pitch of the Phillies' hometown radio broadcast on the SiriusXM app. Just go ahead and search Phillies, and you can pull everything else up there. So uh, check out the SXM app. It's a great way to uh, listen to the hometown radio broadcast, like I told you. Now, here's the overview of this series. Before we get into the matchups and everything, I want to – I want to rap with you a little bit, like the kids say. I don't think anyone even talked like that when I was growing up. I think that's like some early 90s stuff. But I want to talk to you about a conversation I had over at 97.5 The Fanatic on the John Kincaid Show this morning on the radio. So I was talking uh, with a couple of the guys over there, and we started having the conversation about now you have a huge series against the Marlins. you got to go out and take two or three from the Marlins. If you take one or three from the Marlins, it almost washes away what you did in Tampa. No, it doesn't. It absolutely does not. Let's give the Marlins the credit they deserve. You are 47 and 39 in the Philadelphia Phillies. Marlins are 51 and 38. They're ahead of you. A game and a half up on you in the standings in the wild card. They're a good team. Quality, quality opponent. And they've been pretty darn good all year. And you're going to their place to play them. Their pitching has been good and their hitting has been good. And I mean, they're just a quality opponent. I think the Philadelphia Phillies on their best day are better than just about every team in baseball, and that includes the Miami Marlins. The issue is the Phillies haven't had their best day very consistently, and that's why they're where they are in the standings right now. They're starting to figure it out. They're going to be a playoff team. They're going to be fine, but give Miami its due. This is not the Washington Nationals, okay? This is not the Oakland Athletics. This is a team that is a quality opponent that you got to go into their building to face, uh, and you're on your final three games ahead of the All-Star break on the road, you just played Tampa Bay. There's a chance for a letdown. Here were my expectations heading into the road trip. You wanted to try and take four of the six games. Four of the six games between Tampa Bay and Miami. Three games each places. That could have been two games in Tampa, two games in Miami. That could have been one game in Tampa, sweep of Miami. Or, you know what else it could be? Is It could be the sweep of Tampa Bay that you just got and one game against the Miami Marlins, and you went four of t- Four and two, four of six on the road trip. And you go into the all-star break, maybe not playing as well momentum-wise as you'd like because trouble with the Marlins, but you still would have won the road trip and you would have upped your record and you would have been higher than you were against 500 than when you came into that road trip and you would have continued. Now, the Phillies are playing hot right now, so I'm not saying that's realistic to expect them to only win one of three against the Marlins. But if they do, I'm not going to act like the sky's falling. I'm going to say that over the past... Six games, this baseball team has won four of them, and that's fine for me. Keep stacking wins above 500. You're playing above 500 ball. You're going to be a playoff team the rest of the way because the National League, frankly, isn't that deep. Some of the teams we thought that were going to be good are not that good, and the Phillies are not going to just play 500 ball the rest of the way. They've got stretches of the schedule. They're going to play well above 500, and they play up to tougher opponents, which we clearly have seen in this series against the um, – the Tampa Bay Rays, we saw it in the series against the Arizona Diamondbacks. They play up to tougher opponents. They get ready for those games. They get up for those games. They have a lot of the um, 
NL championship pedigree from the guys left over from last year's team. So I'm not too worried about them going down like a bad, bad stretch because they're playing a tough part of the schedule. Here's my expectation for the series in Miami. All that said, I expect them to win two out of three. I expect them to win the series against Miami. They're playing better baseball than the Miami Marlins right now. Uh, Their pitching is going better. Their bullpen has been unbelievable. The offense is creating. So, yeah, do I want them to win two of three or maybe even sweep and keep this road win streak going and everything like that? Yes, but we need to guard against being what I call Icarus, right? Icarus, if you'll remember from the old uh, Greek mythology, he built wax wings to try and fly away to, to escape an island, and he flew too close to the sun, and it melted the wax wings. Now, if he had just met his nice cruising altitude, as they say when you're taking a flight, of whatever feet that he was high enough to fly but not flying too close to the sun, uh, he wouldn't have crashed into the ocean. What you do when you say, okay, well, you beat the Rays, now you got to sweep the Marlins. Now you have to win the series against the Marlins in Early July, might I remind you, yes, it's still early July, you put yourself in position to have your wings melted. I'm just looking at it as, hey, you won three against Tampa Bay. Continue to play consistently good baseball. If that's win three, lose two, you're still upping a game on 500 every five games. That's fine for me. That's good enough for the Phillies. It will get them into the playoffs. They will go on better stretches than that, but you can't go expecting them. All right, so that's just what I'm saying when I look at the expectations for this series against the Marlins. Now let's preview tonight's game because the Phillies are a minus 140 favorite on the money line. They're a 53.1% favorite according to ESPN analytics. Uh, Zach Wheeler is taking on Sandy Alcantara. Now you might say, okay, awesome pitching matchup. This is the Cy Young defender in the National League against Zach Wheeler, who we know is always in that conversation as well. And then you look at the numbers and, Alcantara is three and seven on the year with a four nine three ERA, a one two five WHIP, hundred and seven and two thirds innings pitch, and only eighty nine strikeouts. He is not remotely what he was last year. He has had a really really rough twenty twenty three, at least the first half. Maybe he's got a bounce back in him in the second half, but he's not been the Sandy Alcantara of old. So of all the pitchers on the Marlins staff, Alcantara might be the one you choose to face right now. Zach Wheeler, meanwhile, is 7-4, and four, so the record looks a little bit better. A 4.03 ERA, so 0.9 points better than Alcantara. 1.19 whip, which is better, 98 and a third innings pitched, and he struck out 112 in them, so he's striking out way more batters in less innings. He's given up less hits in those innings. Now, less hits, less innings, that seems to make sense, but he's only walked 22. Alcantara's walked 33 and has given up 10 home runs to Zach Wheeler, 7. Wheeler's just the clearly better pitcher in this matchup between uh, the Phillies and the Marlins. Now, as we scroll down and we look at the leaders for each of these teams statistically, Kyle Schwarber still leading the Phillies with 22 home runs, but Jorge Soler for the Miami Marlins has 22 as well. He's a bona fide power hitter down there in South Beach. Nick Castellanos is batting 305. That's really good average-wise, and yet Luis Arias is batting 388. Dude's incredible. He just doesn't get out. He's obviously the hitter you want to avoid when it comes to setting the table. And then for RBIs, Jorge Soler has 49. But Alec Bohm, who's taken over the lead for the Phillies from Nick Castellanos, has 56 RBIs. So uh, Phillies advantaged in one of the three, tied in one of the three. And uh, Luis Arise, of course, is just unstoppable average-wise. But that's only one hitter. Marlins uh, have been a good team, though, offensively. They just play good, consistent baseball, and they're going to be a tough team to beat. So one more time, I'll remind you, 6.40 p.m. Eastern Standard Time tonight. Go check out 
every pitch of the Phillies' hometown radio broadcast of their matchup with the Marlins on the SiriusXM app. Just go to the SXM app and search Phillies. That's my breakdown of tonight's game and a couple more games in the series. We'll talk more about that on tomorrow's episode. But, yes, go get a win tonight. I'm not saying I don't want them to win. I'm just saying if they have trouble with the Marlins, it doesn't undo what they just did in Tampa Bay. Capiche? We on the same page? Okay, cool. Well, we might not be on what comes up here, but I'm going to talk to you about Christopher Sanchez, what he's done, and how the Phillies need to handle him the uh, rest of the way as we wrap up Locked on Phillies. All right, so here's how I feel about the whole Christopher Sanchez thing. It's been incredible what he's done in his recent starts. Has he earned the opportunities of fifth starter for this team? Yes, I do believe he has, and I don't know how anyone can debate that at this point. He's been so, so good. Here's what I look at. I look at playoff baseball as not a time for offense, as a time for you to have incredible starting and long relief pitching. And then you have to have a couple guys who are hot who could throw those short innings, the eighth and the ninth at the end, and close everything down. Pitching is paramount to me come playoff time. And what I think the biggest difference between the Philadelphia Phillies in 2022 and the Houston Astros in 2022 was the Astros had like seven good starting pitchers that they could go to at any time or use out of the bullpen or throw whenever they want and just throw them out willy-nilly and they could dominate you. The Phillies had three, maybe four starting pitchers, depending on who you count. And it wasn't enough. The Phillies' offense was going good, but the Phillies faced a team with better pitching and they got no hit because of it by like the fourth guy in the Astros rotation. So I think starting pitching is a paramount. That plays into what I'm saying here. I do not think Christopher Sanchez's last couple of starts stop you from going to get a starter at the deadline. I think Dave Dombrowski is still going to look to upgrade on that fifth starter spot because if you told me the Phillies were in a series, a 2-2 series against somebody in the NLDS or CS or whatever, and Christopher Sanchez is taking the ball, I'm not feeling super comfortable in him yet in that spot. If you're telling me in the regular season he's got the ball in a big spot, cool. He's shown that he's been good enough recently, and if that changes, we'll reevaluate. But I'm not ready to hand the ball over to him in a big playoff spot right now, uh, regardless of how good he's been. So I think he'd be much more valuable to this team if you still went out and got a strong fifth starter, and then you moved Sanchez to the bullpen and had him as a long-relief guy. I mean, you got an opportunity to add another plus arm to the bullpen. You have a guy in Dylan Covey who Rob Thompson warmed up last night and I thought might be going in the game. Thank goodness he stuck with Matt Strom, who I wouldn't mind Dylan Covey giving up his spot in the bullpen to Christopher Sanchez if you go and get another fifth starter. So I think that's the move. And I also think, though, that that means you may not see as much of Andrew Painter as we thought this year because, frankly, there's not a spot in the rotation for him. I don't know if you bring him up just to be a bullpen arm. Like, maybe, maybe not. But um, the... Philly's bullpen and starting rotation situation getting interesting in a good way. You're starting to find more guys who can throw in those spots, and Christopher Sanchez certainly is one of them to some extent. So props to him on what he's done. For right now, I think he deserves that fifth starter spot. I just would like an upgrade over that at the trade deadline, and I think that's fair to say considering he's still a young, unproven player at the major league level. But that's where I stand on the Christopher Sanchez thing. So that's my thought on the trade deadline as well, which will be fast approaching when we get on the All-Star break. But, hey, the Phillies just keep winning. They keep putting themselves in better spots, and uh, hopefully they get it done again tonight. Victory shirt on for another episode, as you could see if you were watching on YouTube, and hopefully I'll put it on again tomorrow. That's all for today's episode of Locked on Phillies. 
uh, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for checking us out. Make sure you're rating, reviewing, subscribing to the YouTube, all that good stuff. You know the deal. And I will talk to you next time on the next episode of Locked On Phillies.